0: It is Soccer Tonight on the home of world football in Southern California, ESPN LA 710. He is Mike Trudell. I am Dave Dunholm, and you are lucky to be joining us talking World Cup soccer here on Soccer Tonight. Mike, always a pleasure, buddy. Never have three straight 1-0 games so enthralled me as this Wednesday here in the World Cup over in Russia.
1: I loved the Iran-Spain game. Uh, that was by far my favorite. Uruguay, Saudi Arabia, Portugal, Morocco, that was to me more of kind of uh, – it was a business trip for Portugal and Uruguay. They kind of got the goal they needed early, or at least somewhat early in Uruguay's case, and then just sort of uh, kind of waited the game out to an extent. But Iran and Spain, man, that one had me on my, on the, on my heels, which I was it surprised It really did,
0: by. but, you know, I thought Saudi Arabia – got to give them a lot of credit. You know, they really could have wilted after that first game and after the Uruguay goal – from Luis Suarez. Saudi Arabia actually played a lot better, you know, it, it, to their credit, but you also wonder why couldn't they have just come out and played against Russia? You know what I mean? Just go go ahead and play and see what happens. If yeah. you're going to get beat, you're going to get beat. And Mike, this leads me right into what I think might be my biggest rant. Yeah,
1: what, what have you been whining about on Twitter all day? Oh, Dave? my gosh. What, what's your dude, problem, I, man?
0: Give me a few seconds here to unwind this, (laughs) Mike, because it's worth your time, I promise. Carlos Quiroz, the uh, manager of Iran, has an impeccable reputation. Of course, sat alongside Sir Alex for a long time at Man United. Certainly has had some success. Carlos Quiroz made such an egregious mistake when it came to this game and how he set this team up to play against Spain. Now, your initial thought's going to be, what are you, nuts? They battled with Spain tooth and nail. Here's my point. After he got a chance to see the Portugal result against Morocco, right? This is the benefit for Iran. They get to see that first game early in the day. They know Portugal wins. Thus, Iran needs three points more to go through. We know this because Spain's not going to lose to Morocco, let's face it. So the Iran knows that two draws or one draw, that's not going to be enough. They need one win out of the next two games. What does Carlos Quiroz do? He tries to play for the nil-nil again. Now, you can say it's their best opportunity. No. They had no chance to beat Spain the way they played the first 60 minutes. None. Zero. Was never going to happen. Whereas, you have just two games, Carlos, and I know you're playing against good competition. Go out and try to win. And I'm not saying you've got to blow the doors off of Spain and try to win 5-nil. That's not the point. Give your team an opportunity, Mike. And he did not do He already blew one of the two chances he has to get this team through the, the final, the way he set that game up. And, oh, by the way, Iran's defense proved to be tight enough that they didn't need nine guys behind the ball the whole time either. They could have actually gone after Spain a little bit more. It's a dismal error by Carlos Quiroz, and It's unacceptable to coach his way out of that, not knowing the situation a draw does you know you could have lost this game 10-0 and you're in the same position you know what i mean you need a go- a win out of one of the last two games and he totally took that opportunity off the table today it's ridiculous that he doesn't get blamed for that that is a joke
1: dave i like you so i let you go on about two more minutes than i normally would have if i if, if you know if it were somebody that I, I wasn't so fond of i would have just I would have just come back at you right away That's that's seriously it. That's your problem that that they didn't all out try to attack on Spain. No, no, and by doing so, get scored on in the first five minutes. They never. The second they came out of their shape. Hear me out. What are you you nuts? They're playing against
0: Spain, Mike. You play the first fifteen to twenty minutes tight, no doubt. You try to keep everything in front of you, like they did. After that, you realize you're not going to get thrown over. After that, you open up against Spain. Uh, Yes, you have to open up a little bit to try to win. No, you you don't have to try to win. You
1: don't have to try to win because you won your first match, so you already have three points. And guess who you can play better against? It's Portugal because Portugal is content. Portugal is content to sit back and do nothing like they did and just wait for Ronaldo bailout. And Two now you draws. get to play them
0: and if you beat them you advance. But what but so okay there you go. If you think you have a good shot against Portugal anyway, go for it against Spain. What does a draw do you? Two draws sends you home, Mike, because Portugal and Spain played to a three-three draw.
1: I ran almost. First of all, they almost tied the game. In fact, the ball went into the back of the net. It was clearly offsides. That was that was yeah, an indication. That was a good call. That it was offsides. Uh, they had a couple of other. Okay, the nutmeg yes, on, nut on PK. The nutmeg on PK was amazing. Uh, and in fact, almost resulted in a header goal in the far post, and
0: they could have gotten a tie, Let which would have been a great play. result. It's like that. It's like that. Uh, Bad news bears too. With whatever. Did you think they were playing the Americans again or something? Let them play. What's the point of going ahead and just losing by a a tight result? There is no point to that.
1: Because the manager of... Iran, who has been there a little bit longer than you've been watching, Iran, and knows these players a little bit better, I think that he realized that if he opened up against Spain, they would open up a can of whoop-ass on Iran.
0: I'm not asking you to go try to win 5-0. The point is, give yourself a little bit of a, more of an opportunity. You need a win. A draw does you nothing. It's no better than or worse than losing 15 to nothing in this game. It meant nothing in the sense of, the position of the table. I actually got into an argument on Twitter where someone was saying, "Oh, if they drew, they would have still been in first place." Meaningless, utterly meaningless. People, you must know the situation you're in in a three-game group after you've seen Portugal already win, We're and here. Carlos me, Quiroz didn't know let it. Let
1: me let me try this approach. Okay, so so Morocco, uh, for example, right? They needed to win. Okay, they they absolutely. absolutely because they got no points in their in their first game. Saudi Arabia. Yeah, you know what? Like they weren't gonna, they weren't Doesn't gonna. Matter, be, they yeah. were, even if they would have won, whatever. So we're kind of dismissing that. Uh, Morocco played open the whole time. What Portugal did, they got a set piece goal from Ronaldo, his fourth goal if you've been counting in two oh, games. What He's a pretty beast! Good. He's pretty good at finishing. The guy's and, good, yeah. And from that point on, and by the way, the reason why they got that chance right away because because Morocco was wide open. And Portugal was content to just okay, fine. You you want to be wide open? We'll counter once. Uh, put, all you need to do to give Ronaldo a ch- you just have to give him like two chances a game. Apparently, right now, and one of them is going to the back of the net. Right. But so, Mike, so that's what you wanted. If had, no. had Iran played the way Morocco played, and by the way, the reason they didn't have to is because they beat Morocco and they already had three points. Had they played the way that Morocco played, they would have. They would have probably been down three
0: nil in the first. You don't know that. Minutes. So what? So what? You don't know that. Well, they so what? Them, because then gave you gave because the way they played, they almost no, got a point. No, don't be deceived by the 1-0 today. They gave themselves no Chance to I, win that game look, today. I'm not even. Doing,
1: I'm not doing the talk radio thing where I I take the other side. I I, I, actually I know you're not. You're wrong on this. But you're, yeah.
0: you're. I mean, you're wrong. Just like Carlos
1: Kirocha. because because you're smarter than one of the, the yes. best soccer minds in, in the world. Apparently, I am. Yes. Apparently, no, I am. after not. today. You're not. I found that out. <laughs> no, you're See, not. Although my, although your call was great on on LAFC tonight. Exciting game. I listened to that right on my drive in tonight. So you By are way, good at that. What jobs you're not sports, good at is, is, is out is trying to match like, the coach one of the of things Iran. I
0: know in and one of my Twitter bits is jobs in sports that I know I can do. First of all, president of the New York Knicks. I obviously know I can do that, sure. clearly. Yeah, I'm saying, I'm uh, NBA referee, no doubt about that, because <laughs> no. they're horrific. No and now no, that's not true. manager of Iran and their national team. Oh, but clearly.
1: The way, do you know who I you, one this this guy's not gonna get many shout outs today? Um, So I wanted to make sure that he specifically got one for me. The ref in the Spain-Iran game. I love that guy, man. Awesome. I love that He he was like, he found a way to be both sort of stern and not a pushover, but also cool with the players, supportive yeah. at times, uh, explaining himself, not getting mad with the emotions. I, I wanted to, we so rarely give Eddie Rev credit. I don't know his name. I don't know what country he's from. I wasn't paying attention at the start of the game when the announcer said to him. And by the way, Mark Folliwell, fantastic on on the play-by-play call. Yeah, I'm not good. sure if you know Mark uh, from, from Dallas. Yeah, but yes. we,
0: uh, we know, well, you know, over at Fox. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, yeah, he's He's excellent, no doubt about it. And, you know, they're taking a lot of grief over at Fox for some of the coverage, but I, I agree with you there. Follow will has done a great job, and the referee was brilliant. Yeah, he, he was, was t- fun, right? Just the right amount of being a jerk yes. and being cool. You know, like, yes. you got to have that. Yes. It's exactly right. It's the perfect mix. Unlike Carlos Kirosh, who's managing <laughs> yeah, Iran. Well, well, we know how you feel about that. We'll agree, 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. Or get involved on Twitter with us, at TalkSoccer for me, at Mike Trudell. for Mike. You are listening to Soccer Tonight here on the Home of World Football as we break down the World Cup like nobody else can and nobody else is willing to do, right here on ESPN LA 710. The work short this time, in by Moutinho!
1: In 152 games for Portugal, and he leaves behind him one Ferenc
0: Puskas. Statistically, now there is no one to match him. Soccer tonight ESPNLA 710 rolls on. Dave home and Mike Trudell sound courtesy of FIFA TV as Cristiano Ronaldo becomes Europe's top scorer in international games. As the announcer just mentioned, passing the legend Ferenc Puskas. Of Hungary, man, that guy could just score and score and score, and Cristiano Ronaldo is no different. Uh, Mike Trudell, Portugal get the win, Uruguay get the win, Spain get the victory. So maybe the the world is kind of writing itself a little bit here in these second games within these groups. Do we expect more of the same coming up in the next few days? Yeah, I guess it depends if you're a guy
1: that or, or a lady that likes to cheer for the underdog, you know, <laughs> or not. If, it, yeah. if, if if so, it was a bad day for you. Yeah. Okay. Because the underdog sides were all plucky, to at least to some yeah, extent. played well. Yeah. You know, uh, Morocco, Saudi Arabia, Iran, but you know, none of them got points, and therefore, all are all but eliminated right, at this point, except for Iran, of course, because they could beat Portugal. We argued about that and how they played in the first game, so they mm. still have a chance to advance. Today's games or I guess today depending on I, I say today as in tomorrow cuz it feels late right now um, and I did the morning show today. Uh, so, uh, Denmark Australia, France Peru and Argentina Croatia and it's hard not to immediately even though you know those first two games are pretty good, it's hard not to immediately focus on Argentina and Croatia. Yeah. Maybe the best game so far aside from Spain and Portugal, just in terms of talent, right in terms of the amount of skill on the field. Uh, this one also of course matters so much because Argentina drew their first game about Croatia won and Argentina is going to need uh, a result out of this and you know Messi of course with the weight of the world on his uh Short but stout shoulders. Uh, I am. Mo- I cannot lie. That is what I am most curious about, and it's not so that I can argue back. You know that he's better than Ronaldo if he if he scores a goal or something, which is so dumb because they played. They like okay, Messi scored six hundred sixteen career goals with two hundred fifty <laughs> assists, literally. Ronaldo six fifty eight with two hundred eight assists. Uh, he's played almost let's see about one hundred and fifty more games than Messi. But like so, they, it's not like we've seen them they play head to head a hundred times.
0: Yeah, in exactly. La Liga
1: in the class. So I'm not into that whole thing. This isn't define who's better okay in in this but I do just because he is such a legendary great all-time player of course I want to see how Messi responds to that first game and how his teammates respond with him and that's the thing that I'm zeroing in on uh, when I wake up tomorrow
0: yeah I agree you know I gotta be honest with you I love that game but for another reason not just Messi I want to know what Croatia really is because they looked very good in their opener and they could go a long way in this tournament if they've kind of righted the ship over one of the struggles we've seen Croatia, both in Europe and in the World Cup. Oftentimes, they just don't find their way quick enough through the midfield, and that was much better against Nigeria. They tore apart the Nigerians in that game in the midfield. So we'll see if they can cause Argentina a lot of problems. I mean, it's possible Croatia we learn a lot of. I also want to see what Peru does. Boy, they really put in an effort in that loss, in that tough loss to Denmark. That was a great game for both teams. I thought they both played well. But now Peru has to go up against France, needing a result here after the French didn't really light the doors on fire for anybody in that slight victory over Australia. So this is an intriguing day in Group C as well. Plus, we'll find out where Denmark really is. Look, Denmark should go out and win. Bottom line here, Australia is the, the team that... They're it's decent. They're tough. Plucky, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're definitely plucky, and they. It wouldn't surprise me if they got a result against Denmark. But really, Denmark is the favorite in that one. I had actually people asking me like, "Oh, should I take Denmark at this price?" And I'm like, I, "This is for entertainment purposes only. People, don't don't wager on this yeah, stuff. This nah. is this is World Cup. You never know what's going to happen the next day.
1: I mean." Okay, I, I wanna I wanna try to look at a bigger picture thing of just watching soccer for these last couple days and trying to for the people that are that are getting into the World Cup but maybe don't watch a ton, you know, you don't watch as much as Dave might uh as the voice of LAFC or me just as a as a stupid fan that you know tapes fifteen games throughout a per day basically throughout the season and then fast forwards through them while my sons uh, try to play games with me. Um, the way that the group stage works, Dave, is you ha- I almost have to explain something. Like, these teams are just trying to advance. They're not necessarily going to play their best soccer. Okay. They're not necessarily going to open up. Uh, they're, they're, there's so much on the line that you will see a team like Portugal or Uruguay get a goal and almost literally just sit back. And you know sure they'll counter once in a while, they'll just kind of yeah. make you in your heels, but it's not nece- these aren't always the most fun in terms of just free flowing like a classico might be soccer. It's not always the best, but the stakes are so high. You know, the, the 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 passion is so high that to me it more than makes up for it. I just sort of I feel like I have to describe that because some of these games you're watching are going to be a little dull in that sense, but there's there's a clear reason why David is because of trying to figure out how to best advance out of your group that's all that matters I don't care
0: how you do it that's the only goal I can't do any better than that in describing it I'm just going to add a little bit to it just to piggyback off of that it's because the goals are just so valuable so much more so than when you're watching La Liga with Real Madrid running all over Hetafe, you know, six nil. Yeah, yeah. The goals don't mean as much when Sergio Ramos gets a couple off headers and Cristiano Ronaldo adds four. You know what I mean? So these goals are everything. Each and every one changes so much of the dynamic in every group, and, and you know, yeah, it's li- not literally any-
1: changes lives for, for all the players. Absolutely, right? and it, You know An what? Entire it includes, Mike? destiny. Yeah. What
0: people don't remember or don't forget, you know, shouldn't forget, is. Now you start looking at game two in the group and then game three, of course. You start thinking about who's going to match up in the knockout stages because that becomes so vital in terms of who finishes second. Now now what happens if Germany slips up again here and and maybe only finishes second in the group? How does that change the knockout stage? All of this stuff is so big that, yeah, you, you know what? Portugal gets an early goal and they hang on. That early goal was massive. Not only to the country, but to how it affects the whole World Cup. And so, what what,
1: what I'm going to zero in on for tomorrow's games, and you know, let's just let's just stick with sort of the marquee one, yeah. with Argentina and Croatia going. If one of these teams, so if Croatia somehow finds a way at an early goal, you will see some panicked oh. Argentinian play. You are right. You know, And they will be and, – and, so, and Messi is going to feel like he's got to drop back to the 18, take on four players, and basically slip the ball directly onto somebody's foot because that's how little he's gotten support in these last couple of World Cups in these major international tournaments. Other than the Aguero goal was, of course, great, uh, in which they, they eventually ended up tying Iceland. But that's the thing that I'm watching, and, I, and I'm kind of – it, it almost feels there's a feeling that i get watching argentina that they're playing they're not playing loose in the way uh, that some of these teams are or confident you know they're playing yeah. almost like that playing not
0: to lose can and i be honest though i'm starting to blame messi for that no stop Don't i have you da- because you've already got one hot
1: take today Come the on. way okay.
0: messi was acting after that game so frustrated now he's frustrated himself mind you and rightfully so and this guy is so good it's but it's got to be wearing on his teammates. They know what it means to him, uh, and you know in what? turn, it's wearing on them. I He's got to, to step up, Mike, and be like, you know what? Let's just go have some fun here, boy. Let's just go play. Dave, like, my, I, I, my instinct it, was
1: to disagree with you, but you're actually right. Okay, I, you're, I'm not going to argue the other side of that. You are right because the we we can do this in any other sport, and if LeBron James does this in the 2011 finals okay, against the, the uh, Mavericks, we still remember it. His yeah. body language was so yes. bad because he was feeling the pressure, you know, of the heat being together and it was all gonna be coming down in his shoulders. He sh- he slumped his shoulders. And I'll tell you what, he hasn't really done it since. Okay, and so we should give I, I want to give him credit for that. But you're 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 just right about that. And one thing so Ronaldo, he was starting to do it a little bit yeah, when Spain took the lead. Absolutely. You know, so Spain went up three two and he started to do that bad body language, blame the teammates. Messi is very stoic. Usually, he almost hasn't have, has no reaction. You know, he'll he'll celebrate a goal a little bit, right? But he's not. He's very much sort of a he's a qu- super quiet guy. You will not hear him do many interviews. You will not hear him speak much. He's a I don't know like what Kawhi's voice sounds
0: like. I don't yeah. know what Messi's voice sounds yeah, like. He, I don't.
1: He's kind of like the Kawhi, but you know, but a better, of course, a, a bigger <laughs> star by a billion times. But I'm just saying in terms of the amount that you'll hear him talk. So that's the. But you're right. When you when you sort of slink your head like that, you're signaling to your teammates that that it is about. You to some extent as well, even though for him he really probably is feeling like
0: he's letting his whole country down. Absolutely, but it's, it's, yeah. it's not like his teammates are getting mad at him, they're no, just no, no. getting depressed and disappointed <laughs> yes, too. You're right, you're right. I mean, isn't yeah. it his mother or isn't it Messi's mother who said he like cries in pursuit of this world? I mean, yeah, he's suffering according to her, you know, like which and, is why he shouldn't take PKs. Yeah, I wouldn't disagree right? with that. I yeah. would not disagree with that either. Throw or at Aguero least, up there, he doesn't care. Yeah, it's not like, it's not like you're gonna replace Messi forever or necessarily have to. Just throw up Aguero for a one or two here and just see what happens. Like, you know, if, like you're,
1: if you're up two nil, then, then go ahead and let Messi Yeah, get his let goal. Messi bang one in <laughs> yeah, and he's okay, not gonna yeah, have yeah. to worry about but, it. But if he's worried, if it's nil-nil or you're, or you're down particularly, or even if it's just like it was last game, uh, yeah, I, I do want, uh, I do want that, that to change to some extent because I just, there's a there's a defensiveness I think about some of us who are messy fans, and I guess now you can you can make this analogy uh, to any other sports so like so, to Kobe fans when somebody uh, is like, oh no look he's clearly not as good as LeBron anymore there's this instinct to be defensive because we've seen the brilliance for so long, and we don't want it, that that name to be besmirched by somebody that's just picking up the World Cup and be like, wait what's up with this guy they didn't even win the first game and missed a PK how could he be Possibly the best. I know. Player isn't that ridiculous? And that's, I mean, that, and that, it's, so it frustrates me because I feel I, I, it's like I'm <laughs> whining you know, about the way people are perceiving Messi. And, and that's, that just tells you what the level of pressure is.
0: As I always say, Mike, the only people we demand perfection in sports from, though, is referees. I mean, everybody else can screw up. Uh, whether it's the front office or the players, as good as Lionel Messi as he is, don't he can speak still for me. miss a PK. I,
1: don't speak for me. I do not demand a perfect perfection from referees.
0: Well, everybody else does, except for us two sane guys. <laughs> Mike Trudell, at Mike Trudell on Twitter. Dave Dunholm, at Talk Soccer. You can join us there or at 877-710-ESPN. We roll on. It's Soccer Tonight with Mike Trudell and That's Dave right. Denholm On the home of world football in Southern California, right. it's ESPN LA Preach. 710. Always so threatening here, Uruguay. Suarez tucks it in, 100th cup, and his first of the 2018 FIFA World Cup. Without doing very much, Luis Suarez, the ball just arrives to him, and he knows what to do from there, doesn't he? Indeed he does. Soccer tonight, Dave home alongside Mike Trudell here on ESPN LA 710. Suarez's goal midway through the first half is enough to hold up against Saudi Arabia. And I will say this, it wasn't just a 1-0 where Saudi Arabia just hung on and begged for the you know to get out of the game with at least a reasonable amount of you know I guess r- pride still after only losing one nil I mean Saudi Arabia had some chances they attacked a little bit better they went after Uruguay especially late in that game and really could have possibly even gotten a tying goal so you got to give them credit to that they outpassed uruguay in that game so there, there was much better play out of saudi arabia to the credit of their team not folding completely after the five uh, nil debacle against russia but also what it maybe shows you is maybe russia <laughs> is actually not that bad mike Trudell, they are look they're definitely better
1: than any of us gave them credit for being sure and after the first result when we saw the five nil and we kind of had the 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 qualifier was that saudi arabia stinks now, we saw that they don't stink quite as bad as they did in that opener. <laughs> they still stink. I mean, yeah. like, look, you know, I shouldn't say they stink, okay? They, relative to the rest of the field. Yeah,
0: they're the they worst do. team in the field, which. Yeah. Is not the worst thing to be called, you know. If you're in the World Cup, at least you're there. So, and
1: you know, in Uruguay's case, just because of the group, right, and what happened, uh, they knew that yeah. they just once they got that goal, they were kind of they're like, look, Saudi Arabia, you want to play a little bit, you want you want to knock a couple passes around, fine, but the second that they got into any anything like a threatening area, Uruguay clamped down. You know, yep. that did not mean they did. they got a couple of shots, but nothing was really threatening. And that's again, that's just a typical group stage. And it's not cynical. It's smart. Okay. So I'm not, I'm not, when I say that we would all like, to, we would all love to see, you know, the 3 3 Portugal Spain game. We all, we would love to see that. However, at this point, I'm not going to, even though if you're not, don't love a team sitting in to an extent, I cannot blame them for a, a single second for
0: doing so. And if you get to the knockout stage, nobody cares about how you got through there at right. the group stage. It really doesn't matter. If you don't, If you get knocked out in the group state, okay, then it's a big deal, but you're absolutely right. These teams were managing victories, and most importantly, they were managing victories and three points, and that is all that really matters in the long run, unless, of course, you needed the goal difference in your last game, and somehow you just came out and still played too flat and don't get enough goals or something like that, well, then shame on you, but... No, they just all had to do their business, and they all did. I do suspect, though, Mike, coming up on Thursday, as you said, it almost feels like it's you know a couple hours away, which, oh, by the way, it is 5 a.m. for the kickoff of Denmark-Australia, the first of the three games. I suspect we're going to see more goals in these games, though, just the way the groups are kind of lining up. France really needs a good performance because Peru is no pushover. This could be a very interesting middle game here with France taking on Peru and that Group C.
1: Yeah, France is a very intriguing team to me. So they, of course, won the first game 2-1, but it wasn't all that convincing. No. Right? They got the first goal from Griezmann on a penalty at the 58th minute. Then Australia countered with a penalty of its own about four minutes later. And then they had the own goal go in, uh, off of, which was, of course, disputed. Uh, a disputed call by Australia at yeah. the 80th minute. And, you know, they... So so France has a lot of just really good attacking players, a lot of young players that we watch in various Champions League sides across Europe, and that's the reason why they're up there and sort of considered to be in that breath. But I was not convinced, even though somebody that's rooting for France, for reasons we talked about on the first show, I was not convinced that they're on that level where they can actually win the whole thing. Now, maybe they can show me something different. And I think that's what they'll try to do. So they're they're clearly a team that needs some more time just playing together, and maybe they'll find a way to gel. But usually, the World Cup is there's not enough time to do that. You know, within the within the course of a tournament. I know even if you play five six games, it, it's just not. I don't know if you can really evolve to that extent. And so that's what I'm a little worried about after France, even though they got the three points in that first game.
0: Yeah, but you know, the last couple of World Cups for me, I'm starting to think that the World Cup knockout phase, you know, the knockout stage is a whole heck of a lot more like the NHL playoffs or Major League Baseball playoffs than it is the NBA playoffs. In other words, oh, yeah, for sure. I really believe if you get to the knockout stage, any team, then you have a chance to win the whole thing. Why not? All you're doing is winning game, you know, one at a time. And if you made it that far, Mike, you certainly have enough talent that, yeah, no, you might not be the favorite. And sure, you might well, – supposedly you should be run over by maybe Team X or Germany or Brazil. Maybe you should get run over by them. But if you're there – Go after you know you. If you make the round of sixteen in the World Cup, you got a chance to win. I disagree. You should. (laughs) You should feel that way. You know what I mean? No, but teams should feel that way.
1: I don't feel like I don't feel that way. I'm just like I'm literally going to pull up the history of the World Cup champions. Right? Oh uh, yeah, it's all littered with the same names. Yeah, Yeah, so, so so not any team can win. So if you make the, in fact, do you know how many teams have actually won a World Cup? And all the I other think it's like—is it on. like seven or six or something like that? Eight. Wow. Eight, only eight countries have ever won. Well, a the one thing Cup, that people trip up on is can,
0: Uruguay won a couple of early, right? right nineteen thirty,
1: uh, the first one, and they then nineteen fifty. Yeah. And I'm just—I'm looking at it right now in Wikipedia. So England won one in nineteen sixty-six. Sixty-six. They hosted and, it, and basically, almost every other World Cup has been won by Brazil with five, <laughs> Germany with four, Italy with four, Argentina with two. And then we already mentioned Uruguay has two. Then there was the France 98 and Spain 2010. And, of course, the
0: England see, that I mentioned. But that's why I'm saying it's over so the So not last... anyone can win, Dave. Okay? No, Any one of those last, countries. It's over the last couple of World Cups, Mike. What I'm saying is a Costa Rica, for instance, they get to the knockout stage, right? They were within a whisker of making the semifinals last yeah, World Cup. Smacked. No, but it, who says, right? I mean, why not? Because they, it's never happened. That's why not. Well, but, Mike, it has to happen at some point. I'm saying you should believe. If you get there, Oh, sure. you yeah, should, you you should to, believe yeah. as a team that yes. you can win because it is possible. Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I don't care who you are. If you get out of your group, which is a very tough thing to do, no matter what anyone says, I don't care what these groups look like on paper, oh, group of life versus group of de- – no. It is difficult to get out of the group. And when everybody is just absolutely scratching and clawing for every last goal and every last point they can get their hands on, that if you get out of the group, you be, you should be ready to go after the knockout stage Lee, you can win it all, no matter what the matchup is. That's my point about Mexico. El Tree, man, they're already beat before they get to that knock. Stop! Stop! You're good enough. Go win. Uh, they are. Yeah. I, you're, so man, look, you
1: know what I've learned from doing the show with you just for, for a couple of days. You're a true man of the people. You're you're a true root, You're <laughs> really rooting for the Costa Ricas, the Panamas, the Mexicos, the the teams that have never won before. You you the Senegals, right? You want you want them to have a chance. And I'm just trying to tell you, it's either going to be Brazil, Spain, Germany, or maybe France, maybe Argentina.
0: Okay. Why don't you name a few more favorites? That's fine. For no, but I'm saying, I'm saying that's the that five
1: teams is is like, that's a <laughs> lot. It's different from the NBA, right? Where I would have given you, I'm like, no one Ooh. besides Golden State can win, except maybe Houston. Okay, if they, if everything goes right for them, which it almost did. So that in, in in the NFL, it's more like what you said. Uh, you know, there are there are literally, and you can give me the Patriots being there every year, but there are about five or six teams, right, at the beginning of the season, I think, can win. Yes. And, and that's where that's where the chance of it comes more in, because the best team doesn't always win in soccer, uh, but one of the best couple wins because you have to win four knockout stage games. Against good and teams. You can, so yeah, ex- yeah, exactly. So you can beat, and this is what people always ask me, well, couldn't the USA win a World Cup? I'm like, they could beat any one of these teams on a given Sunday. Okay. they could beat they could beat a Brazil if everything goes a certain way. You know, like for just rewind. we have, yeah, yeah. You know, we already have. like Tim Howard makes fifteen saves and they hit the post eight times, or they get a red card. You know, you get a, you get the ill gotten penalty. Like it can it can happen once, but that to happen four times in the knockout stage, that's when eventually that talent weighs on you. That you know, dream that's bigger, that's Trudell. Dream bigger. I'm, I'm just trying to be real. I'm just trying to be real, man. I
0: don't need that. I need the World Cup, man. This is, we got to live <laughs> our dreams during well, this it's month. it's still awesome no matter who wins. That is true. You know? It, it absolutely is. Yeah. And it's going to be awesome just like tomorrow with the games that we will certainly break down even further still to come here on soccer tonight. Eight seven seven seven. I don't I, even I, care I, about I, the Dave, number. David,
1: hold on. Eight seven 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 ten. east I have a great trivia question for you from the same Wikipedia page just to, nice. to ponder and think about. I, I'm going to double check it. I think it's accurate, though. How many teams do you think have even made a final? Now, we just talked about winning it, but I just think. I won't cheat. I won't yeah, look this cheat. up. Just think right? about it. Think about I, it and, and, and get I back to I will do here. that.
0: Okay. Sounds good. Uh, he is Mike Trudell. I am Dave at home, and you are listening to ESPN LA 710. It is Soccer Tonight. He is Mike Trudell. I am Dave at home. Welcome to Soccer Tonight on ESPN LA 710. You know, we've been bragging about the each and every Monday through Friday here throughout the World Cup, and that is true. Uh, tomorrow, there is that special Lakers Draft show, so Mike and I will not be participating in this soccer tonight, tomorrow. But we'll be right back at it on Friday now, here on the home of World Soccer Talk ESPN LA. Now, Dave, seven ten.
1: I will be at the UCLA oh, Health busy. Training Center yeah. uh, at the draft, but I will try. If I come on the radio with the Cam Brothers, I will try to get at least thirty seconds of soccer in somehow. Yes, okay.
0: Promoting our show yes, coming will, up on Friday. I will,
1: I will find a way that's to awesome. Say the word soccer. In, in one Which way or the other,
0: will flo- fly right past the Kamenevsky brothers' heads, much like a Cristiano Ronaldo free kick into the back of the net. Because those two dudes are lost, and yet,
1: and yet, BK all of a sudden is a soccer guy. Yeah, apparently.
0: he's actually getting into it. We kind of yeah. dragged him into the LAFC yeah, world a little like, bit, and he's really? kind of feeling it. Right. And kudos to him; he really dug deep and went went after yeah, he's it. He's a so smart guy. He can get into it. Yeah, appreciated that. No doubt about it. He started to enjoy it. We saw him. Oh, really love uh, what BK was doing there. But Enough I wasn't about him, though. I wasn't as enthralled with, uh, you know, some of these uh, matchups I thought that were coming up necessarily on this day, meeting Australia. But I got to tell you, one thing
1: I've learned about Australians. Oh, wait, wait, Dave. Answer, right? so you answer, I know you've been oh, thinking the trivia, about it. Yeah, oh, yeah, my gosh, my question, Mike. Please. I apologize. Yes. I was no, so good. deep into you're it. Good. I
0: think I answered it. Look, this could be way off, but I don't care. I really feel you said there were eight teams that won the World Cup. Yes. So, of course, those eight have been to a final I think it might only be like two other teams that have made a final. I'm going to say ten teams okay. have gone to the final of the World Cup. You're close. So twelve.
1: right? Oof. So so the Hungary? Netherlands, which is yeah, oh actually, the
0: Netherlands, yeah, of course.
1: So the and, and I'll just I'll spare the you know the yeah, unless, Well,
0: actually, do you want to guess? No, nah, okay. but I do think Hungary might have made one. Yes, Hungary
1: Hungary made two uh, early, thirty-eight uh, and fifty-four. Yeah, yeah. Right, and then they were see, good
0: who won, then. Oof. Who won in
1: thirty-eight? Oh, Italy won. In, Italy was yeah. way too yeah. They oh, yeah. Were, yeah. And then uh, let's see Sweden uh, Sweden actually I think I heard you over
0: the yeah last I said that ago. I thought that was my tenth one yep, I thought Hungary in and
1: Sweden in fifty eight uh, they lost to Brazil to Brazil and then, and then the uh, Czechoslovakia. Uh, Czechoslovakia oh before, of course you know, long before of course now it's the Czech Republic um, different zones the, the, the but yeah so Czech, Czech yeah. Republic yeah Mike you know what's funny you I may have guessed Yugoslavia like they made a couple of good well, runs I was gonna but say they, you t- <laughs> never I was just got about into to mention the final.
0: Yeah. The guy on Fox, uh, we were talking about Fox broadcast of the World Cup earlier. And, Mike, you talked about Michael Thompson being such a, uh, a guru for geography. And you and I both like geography. And, uh, you know, a, a, the guy on Fox was mentioning Yugoslavia had broken up into seven countries, right? We all know that now. That, But imagine how good they really were in football when all those seven countries, by the way, are loaded with talent.
1: I know. Yeah. You remember Stoichkov? Uh, oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah.
0: Like. They, I mean, all those seven countries that broke apart from Yugoslavia <laughs> seem to be loaded with talent. Well, at Times just, just
1: in this World Cup, if you combined, and, and this this goes back, of course, to the Balkan Wars in the '90s, uh, which were terrible. You know, a lot a lot of lost lives, oh, and man. it's really sad to, to think about it. But so, if Serbia and, and this is this, they can never go back. Okay, like this is, uh, after what happened. But Serbia, Croatia alone, if you combine those two sides. Oof. Man, uh, and then, and then maybe take, uh, like at Jekko from Bosnia, Herzegovina, uh, just pull him onto the yeah. squad. Like that, man, that you might, you don't even need to necessarily pick off of, you know, Macedonia or, but that is a, that well. is a formidable, uh, squad that immediately to me comes right into that kind of like Belgium territory of, of a team that's right on the outside of that elite group.
0: Yeah. Well, was and Croatia Sloven- might be there anyway. Slovenia recently made the World Cup. I mean, it's yeah, not got like, some the, players you know. Too, yeah. Absolutely. It's not like, the, you know, Serbia's in it now. And of course, they've, you know, they're starting to kind of get back. Although Serbia had some tough times, but man, they're really starting to play well. Yeah, they're loaded. Oh, man. Amazing the talent that comes out of those Balkan states and down in that area. No doubt about it. It just made for a, a interesting kind of. Hmm, kind of moment, you know. Right. He's like Yugoslavia broke up into seven. And you're like, wow, you know, oh, any of yeah, those. Yeah. But I was also talking, uh, Mike, on a ride on an Uber ride today. It seems as though World Cup fever is hitting everyone. And in the an Uber ride, a Colombian young man was driving this Uber, and we started talking about. It. Oh, he was like, oh man, it was so disappointing and everything. You know, the performance they had in that match. And but he, it's funny how CONMEBOL, right, by far the toughest to qualify from. I mean, by far, Mike, it's not even close. Europe has nothing on that. CONCACAF certainly has nothing on the qualification of how hard it is in South America. It's brutal. And he was talking about, and I asked him, well, you know, you, you love Colombia. Do you have any other teams you're kind of keeping an eye on? And he said everybody in South America loves their home country and Brazil because they respect them so much, Mike. And I found that fascinating. Except for Argentina. Yes, of course. Never yeah, would happen. Yeah, no yeah, doubt. Yeah. Those two, them. yeah, those two would never, and vice versa. Brazil might respect a Chile, or you know, kind of give a wink and a nod to their younger brother, Colombia. Maybe you know that kind of feel. Not Argentina. Yeah, no doubt. But it's so amazing how every other country they all respect the heck out of Brazil. It's like their second team when it comes to South America. So it's kind of the you know that Mexico U.S. conversation we were having. I thought it was very interesting coming from Columbia, a Columbia fan you know, earlier in the day. my
1: my only – so that that is interesting. I'm just thinking about what you said about qualifying out of comedy ball. And, okay, here's my – if if I'm going to take the other side of that, just for argument's sake, so that you qualify essentially the four and a half, right, where the fifth team gets to play against uh, – who do, Who do they
0: – Usually it it's like, like – it, well, New Zealand, for I think. It's it, like Oceania. It, yeah, Oceania, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: So it's basically five South American teams. Now, there are only ten teams, yep. okay? So, so you're so while if you can't be one of the best five um, out of ten, I, I, you know you just don't deserve to go. It's like one of those arguments about the if you extend that to a different sport, like if you can't make if you can't be a top eight seed in the West, I don't care if a team in the East that's the fifth team is not as good as you. Like you, you can't. Yeah, you no, can't I agree with you. No, they about don't have no, excuse. With, no excuse. With that said, of course, Chile finished sixth. They're really good. Like they're better than a lot of sides. Uh, Paraguay, Ecuador, Bolivia, Venezuela, even Venezuela. All who teams, by 10, the way, paired,
0: Paraguay, Ecuador have been in recent World Cups. Yeah, yeah they're not bad. Well, so but, yeah, but I mean,
1: that's that's the thing is that that's why that's why it's so special to go. Because if it were just easy, and this is a little bit, this is my concern about the f- extending it to 48 and, oh, yeah. and adding a Terrible. couple of spots there. It's like, why, why do I even care about watching qualifying games?
0: I know the if, answer if, is money, right? You know, we know that, of course. But I'm so with you because 32 is the perfect number. It just works out so brilliantly with the eight groups of four, knocking out two per group. Like, why are you messing with this? Yeah, I'm I'm honestly
1: scared about, because that's the thing about when, so when Argentina had to play for their lives, and were they in uh, Ecuador, I want to say, in that last game, or Bolivia? I think Uh, it it was Ecuador, actually. I'm I'm drawing a blank, though. Uh, I think it was, and and basically Messi, I think, scored a hat trick. Like, that game, if they would have lost, Argentina doesn't get the World Cup. Now, next time around, that's just not going to happen. Like they right. <laughs> I, I can't imagine a game. No, if I mean, eight it's, teams or what are they extending to? Again, I got to look at it all. But you got to figure they give them at least two
0: more spots. Probably at least two. You like know? one to one to two more. But that's like six or seven yeah, now that, out of ten. Then there's I only mean, it's three just,
1: that don't make it. It's like it's like a, a, a what's know, the? It's, it's a little bit like the NCAA tournament in one sense. And I guess you know people don't complain. People love the NCAA tournament. You just have to find some way to to maybe weight it. So that you can, if you if you are a top, you know X seed, right? And maybe you even do that for the old world, like the old way. So if you're a top five team in Commie Ball, you're in. If you are one of the six or seven, then you have that sort of play in round that we discussed, and that essentially it serves. So it's the World Cup, right? But it's it's basically like a preliminary. Uh, I just the the pushback to that part is though: what if a couple players are injured and then that team is tired? I I don't know, man. I well, we have to. That's what we have to do. By the end of soccer tonight in July, <laughs> you and I have to really put all of our brain power together. Maybe maybe bring in a couple of other great soccer minds. Maybe maybe Pepe Montilla. I don't know. Uh, Francisco Pinto, who, uh, who that I work with with Lakers, who is a brilliant soccer mind out of of Chilean descent.
0: I need somebody to
1: figure this out for me.
0: I agree. I Look. If you're going to do it, then let's go to 64 teams and just again make <laughs> it a better in. number. Turn it down to
1: Maggio's guaranteed to get in. Well, I mean,
0: I don't like it. I'm with you there. I mean, I totally am opposed to expanding. If you're going to though, let's get to that better number. It just makes more sense. Hey, we got to take a quick look here. We got like a less than a minute left. Yes, uh, Mike. But oh, it, way, Neymar's playing, by the way. He practiced yeah, again today. He'll be so, fine. So, so, they uh, still uh, got another relax, day before like then. You know, relax. Any any possible surprise out of these three games tomorrow?
1: Uh so I still think as as good as Croatia is I still think people just based on Messi I think people will be shocked yeah. if Argentina doesn't win and I'm and I'm scared because they very well may not win Okay, so so I think that would shock people. Um, you know, other than that, you know, I don't know if it would. Like, I guess if France lost, um, that would be somewhat of a surprise day. But not. But again, they're they're playing a a decent side um, as well. Uh, so I don't know. Man,
0: all right, is... I'm going out on a limb here in the final seconds. I don't know what game it is. I don't know what team it is. Somebody's winning three nil tomorrow. Ooh. There you go. It's going to be a big one. He's Mike Trudell. I'm Dave Denholm. Thanks so much to Adam Bronstein and Mario Reese for producing. Thanks, Mike Dooley as well for hanging out. Mike, great job. We'll see you on Friday. Bye, buddy. This is Soccer Tonight on ESPN LA 710.